This episode includes conversations about mental health. If this is triggering to you, please feel free to skip to the next episode. It's your hormones, have a bath, get off your phone. It's for attention, you're still young, you'll grow out of it. The service is brilliant, everything will be fixed. Wait until you're my age, there's so much more to worry. The best time of your life is a teen. Don't hurry! It's a trend, speaking out is easy. But it all goes in one ear and out the other. Welcome back to another episode of In One Ear, Out the Other, where we host discussions about young people and their mental health, allowing all the bad advice around us to go in one ear and out the other. Hi, I'm Megan, and my hooray for this week, which is something that's something good that's happened either upcoming or already happened is that I've started watching a new TV series called Scandal and I may or may not be a little bit obsessed you but are. I recommend that people watch it because it's really good it's on Disney Plus what's it about Meg? tell us a bit of an overview sell it to us okay I'll sell it to you um, it's about this lawyer and she's a fixer and she basically just solves everyone's problems and tries to help them out and she's like been with like worked with the president so it like goes into the president of the US and all that. Mm. So yeah, watch everybody. <laughs> Go on Isla. I'm Isla and my hooray is that it's my friend's birthday next week, so we're gonna be going out playing golf and going for a meal I think, which will be really nice. Oh wait, do you know where you're going for food? I think TGI's. Oh I do like TGI's. A bit expensive but worth it. Are you nice. Are you going to mini golf or proper golf? The mini golf. Okay, I was yeah. going to say. I was like, <laughs> no, wow. Proper golf. Proper golf. I cannot do it's golf. It's so hard. At all. Like, it's literally so hard to do. I know, I'm awful at mini golf. The worst part is when you go to mini golf with someone who can play actual golf. Oh my Don't gosh. do that because it never works out. <laughs> it's so yeah. embarrassing. Okay, hi, I'm Libby. And my hooray for um, this episode is that yesterday I went to my first uni open day at Bristol um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking looking to study music, so but it was really nice, and it's my first one, so I haven't really got anything to compare it to yet. But um, I did enjoy it, so hopefully I'll enjoy the next one. I didn't even get to go to an open day because of oh, yeah. lockdowns and stuff. I just sort of went to university head first, <laughs> no, for the best. <laughs> I mean, you liked your choice though, didn't you? So hmm? you liked the choice, your choice. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's worked out now. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> it could have gone way worse. Yeah, definitely. But uh, anyway, I'm Ben. Don't, not just some random voice talking. <laughs> uh, my hooray is that uh, after the, the our last recording, uh, a few days after, I went to a football match for the first time in ages because I'm getting back into it and I went with my friends and it was good fun. Even though we lost, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good experience. Yeah, it was fun. They, they, they did score, so it wasn't, you know... Yeah. Completely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never been to one. I don't think I've, I've ever been to a football. My dad really wants me to go, but I keep refusing, so he keeps going with his friends instead. But um, no, I don't really like... I don't know if he supports Liverpool. I don't know, is that a bad thing? I don't know. It's a... I, don't, I just, just... Just people listening, crying. My, my dad supports Liverpool too. I just oh, there keep you away go. from it. <laughs> just Newport County till I die. <laughs> So before we carry on, do you want to just give a quick introduction, Isla, just because 
you a new voice oh, yeah. on the group. Oh, yes. So okay. just a bit about you. Hi, I'm Isla. I'm in my final year of A-levels, and I've been volunteering at Newport Mind for about a month now. So Yay. it's going pretty well. Awesome. What have you done so far? Is this your first thing at Newport This Mind? is sort of my first thing, yeah. I'm part Yay. of the podcast, and I'm trying to get involved more with social media. So. Yay, interesting. So, yeah, it's nice to have you. Awesome. So for our second episode, we are going to talk about mental health in the media. And just to quickly define media from Google, it's the main means of mass communication, for example, broadcasting, publishing, and the internet. Yeah, so so, so I just wanted to quick mention, um, I know we're going to talk about it later, but um, in terms of media, we're going to talk about TV and film today, aren't we? Because we really want to talk about social media on a full episode, and we think it'd be cool to talk about TV shows first. Yeah, because there's just so much to say, I think, on social media as almost a whole other category in a way. Yeah, it really is. But let's start with first part is, does the media represent mental health well? That's what do we think? <laughs> that is a really difficult question. Um, I think it depends where you look. I think in certain, in certain TV shows there will be like really good representation, but oftentimes it's like dark, coated in a dark way, if that makes sense. I think it depends on genre of like film and TV as well. <clears throat> like reality shows, they have their own sort of problems, and then but then you look at like documentaries and they're really good and they're really interesting and they open a whole new window of opportunities for people to discuss. Yeah, I think in dramas they're a lot more like sensationalized and sort of romanticized in a way, but then obviously in um, documentaries it's more the reality of it. And that yeah. can often help. Yeah, and I think people who do documentaries or, like, make them are probably more educated on the topic because they're, like, actually going out and researching and speaking to the mm. people who know what they're on about. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, I guess it depends where you look, yeah. Should we discuss reality TV first? Okay. Like, so what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> so if we think about reality TV, what? What's good, what's bad. Yeah. What I'm shows thinking. have we watched? What reality TV shows do we have we heard about? That's good. Name some. I mean, a massive one is Love Island. Oh, obviously. yeah, definitely. Love yeah. Island. What else? Got things like Big Brother. Big Brother was massive. It was. What other, real, what other ones have they got? What other ones going on TV now? Not necessarily with, like, mental health involved we got like married at first sight um things on the beach yeah things like the celebs go dating and all of those kind of shows as well is is first dates a reality show you know when they send people on like a first date have you seen that have you seen that show the french guy yeah is it yeah i love fred fred (laughs) that's a great name um yeah I haven't watched it though. I always see clips on. Is it Gogglebox? Do they watch it on Gogglebox? Probably. Do they watch everything on Gogglebox? <laughs> to be is honest, that a, that's not reality TV, is it? It is reality TV. Is it? I think so. Isn't it so weird though? The fact that we watch other people watch TV <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It is cool. I know so many people who should be on Gogglebox. <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny. As if we were. <laughs> oh my goodness, that'd be so good. I love when they do. I love celeb. Gogglebox. What do they call? Is it 
Celebrity Gold Celebrity Box. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that. Who's my favourite on there? I love um, Tom Jones and what's her name? Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, they're always great. Because she always says it's like watching TV with her granddad. And it's always like really embarrassing watching it. My favourite from Normal Gogglebox is um, Giles and Mary. They're the really posh ones. Oh, the husband yes. and wife. <laughs> and they call each other Nutty. <laughs> I just think it's amazing. <laughs> it is, that is my favourite. Does anyone else watch Gogglebox? I do like a Gogglebox. I feel like it makes you, especially on the normal one, it kind of gives you a relatability to people just yeah. watching TV and enjoying it and saying some really weird, funny things <laughs> that you just say when you're watching a show. That yeah, makes you kind of enjoy watching it, even though you're watching yourself, watching someone else. It gets confusing when you think about it. It's great. Okay, back to um, mental health in reality TV. Um, should we look at Love Island? I feel like that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, it's a very big one. I think it's definitely gone through yeah. a lot in terms of media representation and the opinions of people on it whether it's really really bad or it's just funny and good tv i think sometimes it's hard to distinguish whether it's really that bad or do people like yeah. do they get the right support they need or are we just thinking well we in, we as viewers enjoy it so let's just it's a bit sick watching it. About it it is a bit isn't it check people they don't know what time it, they don't know what time it is like they don't get they don't get watches wasn't it um i feel like it was like the german version of big brother or something and they didn't know about covid when it started oh my goodness like so they were just in the thing just no news from the outside world so that means what no family or friends no that's so scary i, I couldn't do that it's insane what are they doing big brother do they just live together they just live together and big <laughs> brother's watching <laughs> Who's been literally just watching? Oh yeah, don't they have like tasks or something? No, they do. I think I never really watched it that much. Um, yeah. How do you win? Is it like who can last the longest? I think there's some kind of winner. Should have voted out maybe. I think so. Something like that. I wouldn't know. It's got to be some sort of reason to be on it. I know. know. They do a celebrity win, don't they? A lot. Is that what Gemma Collins was on? Yeah, Gemma Collins was on (laughs) Celebrity Big Brother. Okay, where are we? We've lost track. Love Island. Love Island. <laughs> yeah, Love Island. I mean, is it really that bad? Is it really that bad? That's our question. I think it depends on who you're looking at. So, like, I've watched Love Island, and I don't... I feel like I don't take it that seriously. So it doesn't... There's a lot of people, like, if you're watching it and you see everyone's, like, perfect bodies and everyone how they just do everything right and you think, that's not me... Do you yeah. mean how do people, if they, if you've got self-conscious people, if you're looking at that, you just yeah. really struggle with that, I think. But yeah, because it isn't, it isn't the reality of how people look. Yeah. It's really like picked it's like, out. In yeah, picked yeah. Out and like specifically finding people that fit those standards that they want on their show. It's quite. That's quite a strange thing to do. I don't know, but yeah. wasn't there a whole thing where like. All the people on there already had like fifty thousand followers on yeah. Instagram or something. There's like it's a lot like of a criteria that you have to meet to be on the show. That's so weird. I imagine though they sort of like when they sign up to be on it, they have to be like a sort of extra person of themselves. 
Does that make sense? Like so. Yeah, for so long. Yeah. Like to to be to prove to the producers that oh yeah, I can be entertaining for a few weeks and or however long it goes. Yeah, like they might be kind of putting on a facade of who they are in yeah, reality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And paint themselves as this like perfect person for entertainment purposes. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have kind of changed since coming out in what people would say is like a better way. Like sitting, if women have had like uh, Botox or like lip fillers and stuff, they'll like dissolve them and they're like, no, I don't, that wasn't me. That was just like a an yeah, idealised version that I created almost. Yeah. Is that Molly May? Molly May did that, yeah. Yeah, she had like loads of filler and everyone then she just got like ripped into because she yeah. just looked like a completely different person. Everyone was like, hold on. Yeah. You went in there to find someone that you wanted to be with and they came out famous with loads of lip <laughs> yeah. filler. And it was like, but it's not reality, is it? No. That's people's money. <laughs> but then she had it all dissolved and was like, I don't know why I did that. I regretted it all. I don't know. I guess it's a learning curve, isn't it? I yeah. guess it sort of depends on who you are. Because like, you might want to have all the filler and everything and that might make you feel better about yourself. But it depends on, like, if you're receiving loads of backlash for it and you're being ripped apart because you've got all this, like, filler and you've changed how you look. Because that happens to a lot of people. Oh, like, yeah. They get all these surgeries and then all of a sudden, like, they just get ripped into on social media I and know. things like that. And then they feel that pressure to change. So it sort of depends on, like, how you personally feel about it, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think there's nothing wrong with making yourself feel more confident. I feel yeah. like if you want to get go, go get lit for, like go ahead but yeah, it depends exactly. on your motivation isn't it yeah. you're doing it for yourself or because I don't know you feel like you have to now that you're famous or whatever because yeah. def- it goes both ways because we let's say you're not making fun but let's say they're saying people oh they don't look the same as they do or they've got this lip, but that that makes them feel better so why do we yeah. have to True. not punish them but you know make fun and do whatever people yeah. do media is mean isn't it? it is it is brutal but then it's kind of like okay people now, I think after so many years, people know what they're going into at Love Island. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of, I think it's become more of, I go in for the fame, and if I meet someone, great, but I get loads more followers, and I'll get all these brand deals, and it's mm. kind of, I think that's thing. where people lose touch as well, and lose touch with the people in there, because they think, well, they're not going in there for, not the innocent reasons, but the reasons that the show started, kind of, yeah. was to make people find love in like a, an interesting way, but now yeah. it's kind of, find fame and maybe love to win the 50 grand at the end like, is that what yeah. you get yeah you get 50 grand, 50 oh. grand. you split yeah, it but it's My insane goodness. they used to do they didn't do it this year but they used to do that the two winners the couple would win and they'd have two envelopes mm-hmm. and they'd one of them would pick an envelope and open it and it would either say you get the 50 grand you pick whether you want to split it or you get nothing <laughs> So one partner picks whether they want to split 50 grand with the person they're with or not. Oh so they could just keep the 50 grand. But I think because loads That's of people so would just... Because imagine the like uproar it would bring if the one partner yeah. just was like, no, I'll keep the 50 grand. <laughs> yeah. So everyone always just splits it now. That's yeah. so bad. That's brutal, that is. But I did see something that was like, Love Island, you know how they give them loads of clothes when they come in? That they, they did this whole partnership where it was like, was it all second-hand clothes? Or it was yeah, like did eBay this sourced. year. Yeah, it was like eBay sourced, which I thought was quite good. Yeah. For a show that's all about, like, it's not really real how people are actually look mm. or dress or whatever, act. That's kind of a nice thing to have. Yeah, definitely. Like, well-sourced clothes. I don't know. 
I think there's also a good thing about, you don't know, we've kind of talked about how Love Island is and isn't, but there's also good things that come from watching stuff. For example, there's a lot of documentaries that have helped people recognise things in themselves or things in other people that they wouldn't have known otherwise because they just haven't been educated or seen that before. So there was a mind like survey thing that they did that was in 2019 that found that after watching, it was a BBC Two documentary called Psychosis and Me with actor David Harewood looking at his experiences of psychosis. And after that, the visits to the mind psychosis page rose by 107%. That's mad. In comparison to the daily average, which is a lot. Whoa. And it just shows that, it all kind of shows as well that people do care. They just sometimes don't know what's there and they don't know certain things that when they're, they're shown something like in front of them on TV, on films, it's kind of like, whoa, I didn't even see that that, yeah. that was yeah. a thing. And then they look at it up and yeah. find out more about it. So it's like they see themselves in that. They're like, whoa, that's something I didn't realise that I also have or have experienced. Yeah. That is nice, isn't it, to know that, like, though media can be super toxic, it is really helping people as well. Like, if you think what we're doing now is a form of media... Right? Yeah. We hope yeah. that this is helping you. <laughs> yeah, like a positive form of media out in the world. <laughs> what else have we got? There was, also, there was a lot on after the second lockdown, things <coughs> on how that one in five people, so it was around 22%, who saw a mental health storyline, realised that the, they had a mental health problem or had experienced one in the past. And that was from watching soaps and dramas and things on different shows, which just helped them recognise it again, like the other documentary. Yeah, that is cool. So, the, yeah, there are things that help sort of give people a wake-up call, just like, oh, it's a lot like me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, yeah. you know. I think it takes that sometimes, though. Yeah. Because it's harder to recognise stuff in yourself. If you, because you don't look at yourself sometimes, you don't kind of reevaluate yourself and think, oh, this, this, this about me. And there's when like young people particularly notice it more mm. on media because we probably generally consume more media anyway. That it was two in five people aged eighteen to twenty-four noticed it, rather than the one in five from everyone. It's quite interesting because most of the time when you watch something you kind of just get lost in the plot you don't really like think about how you relate to it or you don't pick out things that like you sort of relate to in the same way it's quite interesting that people are able to like pick out key like parts of a character in a movie or whatever and then that relates to them so yeah I guess it's good for educating people on topics I I mean I know like soaps especially a super drama dramatized but like it's also the hidden meaning behind it mm. of people recognizing like oh that person's gone through that and they've come out the other side hopefully yeah um, they've got themselves through it like yeah you just gotta hope that they it's one of those shows where they do join yeah. Yeah. that it's like a positive ending yeah it um, kind of gives you the reassurance that you might be able to do that as well like you can get through your problems you know yeah also it could be like what not to do yeah yeah definitely I think soaps have more recently been kind of praised for addressing their mental health storylines and mm-hmm. kind of putting more effort into them because sometimes I think it was kind of, let's chuck all these different storylines in yeah. that 
loads of people would recognise, but actually they didn't consider how it was going to play out very well and how accurately it how accurate it is to people that generally suffer. There's some soaps that have been going on for a long time, which is yeah. the one that's like been going on for a ridiculous run. Well, I have to Google it because I think, isn't Coronation Street a really long one? That's I think that's the longest one, yeah. Um, have a look. EastEnders now. I don't know how long. Just, it's been going Coronation on since Street. 1960. Oh my God. Coronation Street, and there's been 58 seasons. They're really good writers. 10,200 <laughs> episodes. That's mad. I don't even come up with so many ideas for I one know. show. Like, well, I suppose you do insane. notice like repeats. So I don't watch any of the British ones, but I've watched Grey's Anatomy, and I feel like yes. they do like mental health storylines, and you kind of notice a bit of a repetition sometimes in storylines because there's, well, they've just come out with a new trailer for Grey's Anatomy from the 19th season. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> but um, you kind of notice that certain characters come back and are the same. And I, think, mm-hmm. I suppose it's kind of a good thing because it shows that there's more than one person that kind of suffers True. or goes through the same thing. Yeah. So there's not always an c- entirely different character every time that's just got a whole different profile. It's kind of like we all notice different things that are the same in each other. It's like all four of us here all yeah. have all gone through mm. s- some of the same things. But we're also like different people. Yeah, I think Grey's Anatomy do it really well, though, don't they? I feel like you get you get both sides of the extremes. Like you get the the really serious cases in terms of mental health, um, but then you do just get like normal people who just are going through everyday problems and getting over like getting over obstacles and seeking support from their friends and all that. It's a proper, it's a nice one, I think, yeah. for representation in terms of mental health. And other things. I feel like yeah. it's a really diverse cast, isn't it? Yeah, they've tried to do that, I think, a lot, because they noticed... I mean, the show started in 2005, I think. Oh, my goodness. But it... Um, like, I think the... Who who was the main writer? She's kind of moved on now, but Shonda Rhimes was like, there wasn't enough people and diverse, like, women especially, which yeah. just like, they weren't in it enough, so I think there's a lot of a... They try and get a big female cast, but then they also keep it as diverse as they can as well with, like, the address LGBTQ members and different characters and all. Yeah, they had, like, trans doctors. They did. And they had, like, storylines about that to educate people. But then they also just have... It's not like their characters are always there just to be that point of education. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're just, like... There's diverse people always around, and it's not like they're only there just to Mm. be some sort of, like single character so they show they can do it yeah. like it's throughout the storyline and you learn about like all different people and so it's, it's not that they're just filling a checklist oh, of yeah because that's, that's what, what most yeah that's what you do. notice sometimes yeah like, I think that's another thing on having feeling represented in a show mm-hmm. makes you feel better because i think sometimes that if you don't feel represented in the TV show you're watching, then let's say they had some mental health storyline or something like that, you wouldn't might not relate to that because you'd be like, well, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would I feel connected to that character and relate to anything? I guess it sort of like brings up the fact that anyone can sort of experience mental health problems mm-hmm. and like go through everyday struggles, and it's something that applies to everyone through having that like diverse kind of cast or whatever. Yeah, and so everyone's is different. Yeah. And everyone seeks out different ways to get help. Yeah, exactly. 
and it works. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and, and there's always like, like yeah, there's always plans and different ways to get through things. Yeah, it's good. I don't personally. I don't watch any soaps because I feel like my mum so watches. Long and I know. <laughs> it is. My mum watch. What does my mum watch? Might be EastEnders or Coronation Street. One of them, and. Honestly, if she misses an episode, there's like characters dead, yeah. there's divorces going <laughs> it's on. It's so hard to follow because it's just an episode yeah. on the TV randomly, and you're just like, what's going on? Like, I don't know any of these people. Hundreds of characters yeah, like going at the same time. You need to think, how can you keep track? I mean, it says ten thousand two hundred episodes. Do you reckon anyone's what like if? fully caught up with it? Like, <laughs> gotta be. watch every episode. No. There's got to be. How someone. long would it take to finish that ten thousand episodes? Can, how long is an episode? Hold on, guys. I'm calculating <laughs> here. Gotta work it out. Is the important com- conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess that it's going to take like two months just straight watching. Maybe a month. This is guide, episode guide. Um, it doesn't say how long. Oh, no. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of other shows. Like instead of soaps, like uh, what you were saying earlier about like, like a div- diverse people finding their own different ways and. So, was it, what that reminded me of was sex education. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's really brilliant for that sort of thing. Because they, I feel they all have their problems, and they all, I don't know, and they all eventually come out and sort of talk about it. Yeah, I think that the biggest one, that I think, the the best sort of version of that was um. Have we all seen it? Yeah, I love. I, so, love I have watched um, it, but other than that. How many seasons? Season two, it must have been, mm-hmm. when Jackson purposely broke his oh, hand. Yes, so he didn't have to. Because of all the pressure and stuff, mm-hmm. I think like how they did that—that that was brilliant. Like, yeah, and like so many people must go through that, and that like seeing that must have been like it's really a wake-up call. And then to help avoid doing that to yourself. Yeah, just for any context. So he was—was was it sw- swimming? He's like a champion swimmer, and yeah. the headmaster like really wanted him to do well because then otherwise he wouldn't really have much else to do and then all the pressure built up and built up and then he does a sort of type of self-harm and then broke his hand didn't he on purpose he like in in the weight puts it under a weight and Mm. yeah but and And then then he hides it doesn't he doesn't he like he doesn't really want to explain what happened so he hides the fact that like the reason he did it and then he makes friends with them What's that other character? She's like the really smart one. She's like Jackson's best Mavis. friend. Nope. What's her name? She's the one who wants to be... The tall one, like the really tall Oh, that girl. No, the um, girl that... Yes, I know exactly who you're on about. Oh, like the one who tutors him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot her name. Black girl, I can't remember. Yeah. But then, the, but then they become like unlikely friends and then... Yeah. Uh... I think then she helps him come out and say what he has to say and that is how he felt and everything. Yeah. That is a good show. Just say it. Eric? I don't know, I'm missing characters. I'm missing characters. Names <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Eric? No, it's not Eric. It's Otis. A, Eric. Nope. It's Lily. Girl. Adam. Ruby. Nope. You keep going. When I hear it, I'm going to be so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> and are you recognising any of these pictures, yeah. Ben? Keep reading them, Meg. They stop naming them. They just name their actors' names. But these are all must not be like key characters. So he tutors her. Remy. She, she tutors, tutors him. him. Yeah. 
Oh, yes. Jacob, Mr. Groff, Sophia. <laughs> What's his name? Jackson. Jackson Marchetti, I think. So I tried to do a maths calculation, but... Oh, I got it. <laughs> this tells me that there's 11,000 days, so th- that seems a bit excessive. Viv. 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 Yeah, that's it. Amazing. She's great. Shout out, Viv. <laughs> Google says, Coronation Street, it takes um, just over 119 hours. No, it doesn't. I that can't, can't be. That's 261 episodes a oh, year. Oh, it says 663 oh. hours a year. A year? For, for how many years? Watching the soaps. So how many? He said you could fly around the world three times. So if you said oh, six hundred and sixty-three, like this is this is the important stuff the we need to work out. Oh no! I got it for EastEnders. How long does it take to watch every episode? One hundred and sixteen days. Remember when this was a mental health podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we've gone on time. <laughs> this is what the people want. Exactly. Sure. You all want to know how long it would take you to watch. He stands as a coronation sheet because that's exactly what you're all going to take from this episode (laughs) to watch all of them. (laughs) Every single one of them. We'll be expecting reviews on all of them, please. On all our social media, we need a review of every single episode. We need someone to calculate how long it actually takes and then message us and then we'll we'll say it on the next episode. (laughs) That's what we'll do. Um, What other ones? What we want about sex education? What are the good... So Jackson has a good mental health storyline. Um... In terms of like men's mental health and yeah. speaking about that, I think maybe like what's what's the like what's the main character like the female what's her name Maeve Maeve I think isn't her mum like an alcoholic Oh yeah I think that in, Oh yeah because sex education is like predominantly young people in school obviously and it shows all of their like daily struggles and you had um, I can't remember the one girl's name but she got um, sexually assaulted on the bus and it showed those struggles and then yeah that's it and then but it also shows like struggles with parents and stuff Mm -hmm. so obviously Maeve's mother who was an alcoholic and the problems that she had to deal with and that sort of thing so it gave that like extra representation there as well yeah and it is really relatable in terms of like not that might would be relatable to a handful of people. Yeah, but exactly. But then there's also like, um, what's the lead, what's the name character? Otis. Mm. He's his mum's just embarrassing all the time, and then <laughs> yeah. that's just like a really relatable thing for o- people. Otis is like the epitome of most young white men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Literally awkward. Um, yes, he is quiet. Like me when I started as a well-being ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's also you know. I mean, sex education is just such a really good show for this. Breaks a lot of stigma, right? Yeah. Definitely. And then there's like characters struggling with their own sexuality. Yeah. And in the newest season, there were characters who were um, identified as non-binary. Yeah. yeah. And then it showed really well how most schools are yeah. very good at helping with that sort of thing. And it always comes back to schools not being very good, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, we did that last time. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, though. It is something it is. that needs to be talked about. Well, school's a big thing. School's yeah. We all got to go to school, so we'll do a school we'll episode. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, like, 70 yeah. school episodes. Actually, <laughs> we'll have to do those. We'll do a uni one. Um, and then Should we just bring it back? What do we think we could do better for mental health representation in the media? Or what do we think we should do more of? that's already good type of thing um, I think 
Mainstream films need to not be afraid to touch upon mental health problems. So in a lot of independent films, you see they're not afraid to touch upon mental health problems because they're able to explore it because they're more sort of creative in like showing it. And they don't have all these different like sponsors who they have to like make sure they do things right and they don't create backlash for themselves. Whereas mainstream films, they often like don't touch upon mental health because they're afraid of that backlash that they might Mm -hmm. receive. So I think if mainstream films were to like recognize it more and bring it more to like sort of normalize it and just create that like break that stigma, you know, and just like I think that would definitely change film a lot and just sort of bringing more representation to it. And also, like I feel like the if the people if films do bring in mental health into the conversation, I feel like sometimes it's in really extreme ways yeah and it needs to be like like violence and all things like that and you think that's not always the reality films really uh, can be very hit and miss it's more like i think things like schizophrenia Mm -hmm. and Mm. other like like it can be really like dramatized yeah there's not i haven't seen a film yet where the schizophrenic person isn't a psycho murderer yeah that isn't schizophrenia that's just an overly dramatized thing some random person's had an idea about it and thought, go on, we'll just do yeah. that. With no sort of education exactly. from... Yeah, and then just actually like stamped that. a label that just says schizophrenia on. Literally, yeah. mm. which is just not true. It sort of brings it into, yeah. like... It categorises mental health where it's more of, like... It's broader than that, and there's different aspects to it. It's not just, oh, you have schizophrenia, like, you're going to go mental, like, you're crazy. It's yeah, because that's just not true, yeah. is it? That's just, like, yeah. not the reality of mental health conditions yeah i mean obviously there's rare cases but you can't generalize that and give people some sort of idea of it's mental health is like that but it's not yeah it's not to say that mental health conversations can't be negative and they can't be negative sides because you don't want to then go to the complete other end and say mental health is always good and there's everything happening jolly but Mm. it's about variety and showing be more realistic yeah, yeah i guess yeah. definitely actually with people who's like actually experienced that writing it and talking about it and even like acting and stuff like that mm-hmm. people know what they're talking about then i think a kind of really dumbed down version was i think it was pixar's one they did inside out oh, that which was such a good it's film. a really cute I film seen it. it's so good it's basically this the, the main girl i think she's she's like either just becoming a teen or she's like she's like 12 and she's had to move house and like move schools and everything so she's and they do go through like her mind has these five different characters of um emotions of anger joy sadness fear and disgust and basically there's all this kind of stuff that goes on in her mind because everything's happening outwardly She's like going all her like levels in a way of kind of off, and she's just re- she like struggles, but outwardly it kind of comes out as like anger and different and feeling like isolating herself, mm-hmm. but inwardly everything's going on in her mind, and I think it kind of created a really nice visual way to show younger people how it mm. works, kind of a thing. And I think yeah. they did psychologists watching it and said in a really basic format that's kind of what it is yeah so obviously technically it's more than that and it's not it doesn't happen with nice little characters in your brain pressing all the buttons (laughs) but that's kind of how it works on a really basic level it was a nice way to kind of bring in mental health 
quite loosely that they probably could have gone more if that was mm. the focus. But, but then it was that film was obviously for kids, so it yeah. sort of it yeah. like it helps kids learn and it educates them on like different feelings and that that sort of yeah. Well, the, actually, so I read that the second one is going to follow the same character um, mm. that has the emotions in it, but they're going to be a teenager going through that. Yeah. Because so at the end, that's at the end of the film, it pans across the. All of the emotions have a little board, like a control right. board, and they press the buttons, and it panned across, and there was just like a puberty button. And they were all like, <laughs> like, what does that do? Like, smash it. <laughs> Literally. But it's really cool because every memory she has goes into a little orb into like her memory bank, and it gets sorted, and it's a different colour based on what emotion it's tied to. Oh. And she has like this set of core emotions that Joy has hmm. that are like the things that build her and her likes and dislikes. And, like, in the film, they start to change colour and everything because she's losing her core self. And, like, she has all these islands called, what, they personality islands. Yeah. So she has, like, like joy and, like, she Mm. was really, like, hockey. She was a hockey island and, like, crazy island where, like, she's been all goofy and all... They think it was goofy island. Yeah. And then she has, like, family island. And then as she starts to close off, all the islands start crashing because it's like she's losing the parts of herself that she loves so much. And it's like, it, that's mental yeah. health, isn't it? I hope I watch this. It's so <laughs> good. I mean, it's a really kiddie version of it, and they have, like, all those. They also cover... Because you've got the joy and sadness, which are, like, these opposite emotions, almost, that there's, like, a battle between joy wanting to keep the memories happy and then sadness is, like... But they're sad memories. Like, yeah. she felt, like, for example, really old when they'd go when she, like, fell over playing hockey... And that, that's a sad memory. But there's something happy at the end, but it's not about discounting the fact that it was sad. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a big How lesson that they learn. Both be together. Because, yeah, because it's the whole thing that like, Joy doesn't think any of her emotions should be anything but joyful. Like, she just wants her to be happy all the time. Right. But then fear and disgust and anger and sadness are always like, but we're also valid. Like, mm-hmm. we also happen. And you just kind of realise that she also experiences us. It's so good. It's but it's really good for kids to learn about like how they can have all these emotions and learn about why they feel certain ways. It's a good educational one, I think, for parents and stuff to show their kids. Sounds like something. I feel like they did something similar for peer support, like some of the volunteers. I feel like they did do like a an activity island. of all those islands and stuff. I'm sure they did. I don't know who did it. But have to write that down to do we'll that. get them on the podcast <laughs> at some point. But yeah. Get like figure Convince out them. our personality islands, that type yeah. of thing. Activity. That'd be fun. It would. Maybe you should do that. So come along to peer support. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Have we got any other things that are good or could be better for mental health representation, or do we think we've covered it all? Well, not all of it, obviously. But I'm just trying to think of other film and TV things that I've seen that are either good or bad examples there's just so much media yeah and we think it's not only like TV shows and film but there's like news and stuff as yeah. well like I think that's a really big one as well yeah. it's news because I mean I searched up on the news the other day huh. when looking at this podcast and this episode I was like oh let's have a look what they've got and it was just I mean it was a lot of mental health there's not enough money in mental mm. health and all this and then there was there was a lot of kind of sad stories or things like that but I just think there's still like there wasn't a category I was thinking oh yeah. maybe there'll be a little subcategory or something like that and I just couldn't find it 
what were you looking for? Mental just health mental stuff. health. General. Yeah, I feel like news is bound to be the extreme cases. Otherwise, it doesn't get publicity. Yeah. Yeah. And like they do sort of like sensationalize it, or they don't mention the mental health like struggles that people are having. Say, for example, they did like they're reporting someone who did something. They might not mention those sort of the backstory to it. You know, mm-hmm. the mental health struggles that they've experienced. Yeah. I, I I mean like even just looking at the news as well, it's just all yeah. sad and yeah, depressing. It and yeah. they, they call it doom scrolling now. Oh yeah. Where you just, I've seen that. Oh no! There's war and there's death yeah. and there's another pandemic and oh the queen's dead and yeah. <laughs> just everything's gone wrong. There's yeah, nothing like good being reported. And no. I saw a post somewhere that said like, when, when high schoolers are studying like, 2020 to like 2025 or something, <laughs> and they realise all the things that have happened and be like, oh my goodness, what on earth did these people monumental things that you yeah. think would never happen for another hundred years and they've just all happened in five oh, years. Yeah. One go. Yeah. Have the next and they, and they wonder why young people really struggle. <laughs> <laughs> they wonder why young people are struggling with their mental health. Oh yeah, like, literally. Well, this stuff at one go. A lot's happened. I know, and adults are struggling, yeah. and they've had more years on this planet <laughs> to yeah. learn and try and find ways to cope. It's fine. You're not annoyed about it or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> to round off our second episode of In One Year Out The Other about mental health and the media, we wanted to give you some top tips before we go. So my top tip is to try and set time limits and certain times where you watch media and consume it because you don't want to kind of overwhelm yourself with with stuff that isn't always your reality and just keep away from it sometimes. So keep time limits for yourself so that let's say you only watch it in the evening or whenever you want to consume media Isla what's your top tip okay so my top tip is to not be afraid to stop watching something if it makes you either feel uncomfortable or if you just want to stop watching it like don't feel pressured into just carry on watching something that might make you feel like unsettled because it's showing something sensitive or anything like that like it's okay to stop watching and take a breather if you want to come back to it or just stop watching in general, whether it be like TV or the news or film or anything, like, it's okay. Yeah, I think going off the back of that, just to remember that it's it's all like a snapshot of someone's life and what you see on the media is edited and perfected so that it is like the ideal snapshot of their life. And there's so much more going on behind the scenes that people don't know about um, and that TV is often just fake and it's not the reality and you've got to learn yourself what is real and what isn't um, though it's difficult you just got to remember that there's lots going on and it's not always the reality yeah and like you know what you see about mental health and illnesses and stuff on well in, in fiction it, it's that <laughs> it's not real there's nothing to worry about if you see it you know the psycho murderer that is <laughs> schizophrenic. It just doesn't. It's not real. There's no. nothing about it. So to summarise our episode today, we talked about young people and the impact of mental health in the media, and just how there are definitely bad things about the media, but there is some good stuff that is worth noting. And not always to say you don't need to not watch media just because you think there might be something bad on there. Yes. It's not all that bad. 
Thanks so much for listening to our second episode. I'm Megan. See you in the next episode. <laughs> Go out. Uh, this has been Libby. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Uh, this has been Ben once again. Um, <laughs> in one ear or the other. We didn't say it that many times. This Last time we said it loads. So we just kept trying to bring it up. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> this has been Isla and see you next time thank you for coming Isla for your first yeah, episode hope you fun. enjoyed yeah, <laughs> goodbye but it all goes in one ear